Welcome to Honorverse Today, the Honor Harrington podcast brought to you by TPE Network. Let's be about it. Hello there, Honorverse fans. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know. You you, you you see me opening, at least I'm hoping a lot of you are used to me opening that with a different kind of hello. But this time, and for quite some time, I hope, you're going to be hearing me say hello to the Honorverse fans throughout the world. This is Honorverse Today, and we are the Honor Harrington Podcast. And I am joined, guess what? Still with my good friends, Jim Arrowwood and J.P. Harvey. How are you guys tonight? Great. Doing great, too. Okay, now, I am also going to assume we have a lot of people who've never even heard of us before wondering, mm-hmm. what the heck? Uh, as far as who, who we, we are and what's this about? And probably a few more wondering, what do you mean by saying the Honor Harrington podcast? (laughs) Well, I'm going to give a little bit of background to both of those. First of all, Jim and JP and I have worked together for quite some years now doing a podcast about a television series from the mid-1990s called Babylon 5. It was military science fiction. It was really based solidly on Newtonian physics. And it was very character and story focused. One of the things that I kept bringing up, uh, especially to Jim, and there were were several times throughout the series that I made reference to this series of books called Honor Harrington. And how, hey, guys, you really got to read these books. They are fantastic. They're to science fiction writing what Babylon 5 is to science fiction television. And at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, has there ever actually been a an Honor Harrington podcast? We looked. We looked. And people have been wanting one. And people have been talking about one for years now. But no one has ever done it until now. So that's why we are the Honor Harrington podcast. Unfortunately, folks, we're all Oh, you got no, but, yeah. Why is that unfortunate? <laughs> well, okay, it's fortunate. You got Jim and JP. Oh, um, gosh. <laughs> no, nah, we've all got a bit of our u- unique styles here. We, we, we've been putting our heads together now for some time, wanting to know how to bring about this particular show. Once the Babylon Project podcast uh, self blurb here for all of us please listen was finished and now that it's finished we've talked to the absolutely wonderful hank davis from tpe entertainment tpe network tiger prince entertainment network who we've all known as well for years in the past and we're really kind of proud to be a part of his network now so We'll keep the same level of excellent quality that you've gotten used to from the Babylon Project if you've listened to us there. 
And we have a whole lot of material to continue talking about and some of the best material in science fiction. You're going to have the same three hosts, our three new hosts. For those of you who don't know us, I think it's probably a good time to give us a chance to introduce ourselves. Um, as I've already said, my name is Darrell Wybera. I've been reading the Honor Carrington books, wow, since probably around the time I started, uh, a little after I started watching Babylon 5. The series is still ongoing. I've loved it. I've read the main sequence in its entirety a couple of times. Uh, some of the older books I've actually read several times because, you know, hey, it, it takes when it takes us several years to get the next book out, Okay, I'm just going to start it from the beginning and take it all the way through. So some of the older books have gotten a few more reads for me. I've been a long-term science fiction fan going back to third grade when I first started reading uh, Heinlein. So that that's a little bit about me. Jim, go ahead and tell us a little about yourself. All right. Well, uh, I've been a science fiction fan all my life as well. I write a blog Jim's sci-fi.blogspot.com. Been on the Babylon 5 uh, podcast with my two good friends here. The Dune Saga podcast, the Orbital Sword podcast, and... Both are excellent. Yeah, and, and a few others here and there. That's my, that's my night stuff. Uh, during the day, I teach uh, K-12 vocal and instrumental music in public school. So... And I'm getting ready to retire from that soon. <laughs> so I need something to do. Went through the Babylon 5 thing. And we talked and we decided we didn't want to end our association for podcasting. We're, we're friends. And we just kind of enjoyed what we were doing. So we decided to move forward with something else. And... I think Raul actually introduced this Honor Harrington thing with an ultimate motive. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You, you might well, in the last, in in about the last year to maybe two years, perhaps before that, it was kind of like trying to get you to watch Stargate. You're, you're missing some really good science fiction, Jim. Here, uh, <laughs> but but yeah. getting you into the Honor Harrington books especially if you're a Babylon 5 fan, it's a no-brainer. Well, see, and that's what brings me to Honor Harrington. I had heard about it through you, Raul, and then I have other friends that have read the books and talk about how great they are. So I'm, I'm a very, very much a novice in this particular part of fandom, and I'm looking forward to get into getting into it. So... That's kind of my uh, where I'm coming from with this, and I'll just turn it over to JP. Like you, Raul, I started into science fiction kind of a year off of when you did. I was a fourth grader and dove into Heinlein and others like him, discovered him in the library, I think just browsing for books, and have been a sci-fi fan ever since, reading and television and movies, the whole thing, and... Uh, like Jim, have never read the Honor Harrington series before, and oddly, I'm still baffled by this, I had never heard of it until you introduced us to it through comments on uh, the Babylon Project. 
So after a while, hearing the endorsements, I went out and started digging around. And sure enough, this thing is huge. Uh, I don't mean necessarily volume, but quite a following, great reviews. And uh, I, I felt silly for not having ever stumbled across this before. Um, that became my motive to want to dive into it when we had the discussion that you talked about, Jim, you know, not being willing to to kind of stop there at the end of the Babylon project. This was such a great idea. So for me, a brand new reader of the Honor Harrington series and uh, anxious to get into it. And I'll, I'll say this, I, I think for the group, you guys can uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but our approach to this is probably going to be very much like Babylon 5 and that universe and that we're really just a bunch of, you know, we're not, we're not experts on this stuff. We're fans of the content. I, I think yep. I have no doubt I'm going to be a fan of the Honor Harrington content. And hopefully the folks who join us in the podcast feel the way I felt when I first started listening to and got involved with the Babylon Project podcast, which is uh, it's as if we're a bunch of buddies sitting around the table in the kitchen having just read something, or in the case of Babylon 5, initially seen something, and we're talking about what we saw and what we thought, and uh, I hope that that folks who join us here will feel that way about our discussions about the Honor Harrington series. Well said, yeah. JP. Yeah. Very well, well said. said. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, don't expect us to necessarily agree on everything. Um, I'm sure there's going to be parts that some of us like others of us don't like i hope our take on it doesn't always match uh what you're thinking either listeners because that really makes life boring yeah it's conversation it's dialogue it's not just fanboy lockstep lip service and Mm -hmm. i'll come back to this a little bit later jp but uh people don't realize just how big the honor harrington fandom is uh really Uh, it's amazing the number of sci-fi people who really haven't heard about it and i think a part of that might have to do with it's never been made into a television series or a movie i mean there's been attempts but it's strictly a book series so Mm -hmm. a lot of people may not have heard of it because of that because you think yeah, I mean, you listen to some of the science, other science fiction podcasts out there. It tends to so often focus on movies or television. Jim's Orbital Sword being one of the really un- almost a unique exception to that. And same for the Dune Saga podcast prior to that. Mm-hmm. And that actually brings us, Jim, to uh, I want to pass the mic back over to you. You really helped when we got to the Babylon Five books, helping establish a format and how we would how we would approach the conversation, and we kind mm-hmm. of want to stick to that format because it worked. It was good and it worked. So, if you want to go over how yeah what people can expect out of the show, all right. So, after uh, Raul's opening, we will go into a brief summary, which most of the time is going to be the blurb from the back of the book. We'll make a few comments about that, uh, how we felt the blurb fit with the with the book or didn't fit. We've we've come across a few that were way off base. <laughs> <laughs> uh, JP will do a little bit of research, 
into the book, and if he finds anything special uh, in the background, he'll he'll share that with us. And then we'll launch into each of us will give our overall impressions of the book. That just happens to be whatever comes to comes to our minds. Uh, we'll discuss characters, maybe not regular characters in depth, but you know, if there are guest characters or someone that appears important, we'll we'll talk about them. Uh, things, places, and organizations uh, that are noteworthy will also come up, and then uh, we'll kind of go through the story point by point in broad strokes, and we'll discuss that. Then we'll talk about our themes, and I've added something new here, guys. I hope it's okay. Our takeaway, what mm-hmm. what we take away individually from this book. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. All right, and then uh, we'll go through our favorite points of plot. If there are, if we find any quotes that are noteworthy, we will share those. And then our closing thoughts and our ratings. And that'll be uh, however many out of five stars or <laughs> whatever whatever we <laughs> choose. And we'll we'll compare our rating with with uh, book reads and with uh, Amazon. And then. Uh, let you know what's coming up next. Uh-huh. So that's kind of where we're going with this. I do have one question. Are we doing this uh, sequentially by publication? The Honorverse, as far as the series, I believe prizes at present, because there's still some, the main sequence series is 14 books. That, that's Honor's primary okay. core story. Now that story is done. There are another six anthologies of short stories, and several of those actually apply directly into it. In addition, there is a four-story, I I don't know for sure if the fourth book has just been published or if it's about to be published. There is a fourth story called The Star Kingdom that, is written, Jane Linskold has co-written parts of that with David Weber. Uh, that is a l- originally a little more of a young adult series. It is talking about Honor's direct ancestor. There is another four-story, call it a prequel. It's about the origins of the Star Kingdom of Manticore, Honor's home planet, that David Weber has co-authored with Timothy Zahn, uh, another very well known, obviously very mm. famous science fiction writer called the man mm. called Manticore Ascendant. It's goes in the founding and development of uh, the Star Kingdom. Now, the Honor Harrington, long term Honor Harrington fans are wondering why is he left off the two most important spinoffs? That's because those two sets of stories actually continue aspects of Honor Harrington's story. One is called well, it, it's official, it, the, the, that four-story set, and that probably is going to still continue, is called officially The Wages of Sin. Most people call it the Crown of Slaves series after the first, after the first book of the four. Mm-hmm. This is a series that 
David Weber has also co-authored with another very famous military science fiction writer, Eric Flint. And the last is the Saganami Island series, which Weber has written that sort of tells the story of what you would call the next generation of the Manticoran Navy, basically honors successors. And of course, the Crown of Slaves books have a big piece of that as well. Now, originally what was going to happen, I believe it was the book at all cost. Uh, Honor was supposed to die. And then these two last series were going to take up the story from there. For a variety of reasons I'm not going to get into now, but we'll get into the future. That decision was changed, and he finished out the main sequence with uh, the next three books. So, yeah, probably book 11. The main series has been called Hornblower in Space after C.S. Forster's Horatio Hornblower series. And as you go through like the first five books, you will very much see a lot of those similarities there. Down to the, you know, the, the big death ride naval battles at the end that uh, Forrester wrote so well. You're going to see those in the Honor Harrington books, and they are going to live up to his tradition. The middle story, the middle books stay with a lot of the naval, the space navy approach. And then in some of the last, it was supposed to end around at all cost with, well, back, back to Horatio Hornblower. Hornblower didn't die, but Lord Nelson did. And it was going to be a Lord Nelson style Battle of Trafalgar type of death. And then the next book set was going to continue. But instead of that, what we ended up with, he, he kind of made a bit of a shift. I mean, there's only so much you can do, keep doing as far as repeating, you know, make it bigger, make it bigger. And it shifted more into the political intrigue as honor had advanced in rank and in prestige and in influence within the Star Kingdom, it kind of took a little bit more of a political intrigue twist. So hmm. this is getting to, this, this is what's needed to answer your question, Jim. This is just the background to answer that question because there is a huge debate in the fandom. Okay, do you read these stories in publication sequence or chronological sequence? Mm-hmm. I am going to strongly recommend the publication sequence. And the reason I say that is that in the main series, that publication sequence and the chronological sequence very, very, very closely parallel each other with just a few exceptions. But where there are the exceptions, he tells the same story, but from different perspectives. And and took some heat for this, actually, within the fandom. And I think that's probably because there was these big gaps between the books. But when you read them right next to each other, the way we'll be doing, all of a sudden, it make what he did makes sense. And I know we'll be talking about that uh, much further along in the series. So the publication order really fits the storytelling of it as well. And as we get the anthologies in and the short story, you know, that way we're not just doing big blocks of short stories. We've got some short story anthologies to break up the monotony of the main series. Weber writes a lot of them. Eric Flint started out writing. He, if you remember uh, Robert Crispin's Thieves World, 
it was one of those areas where he threw open his universe and invited particular well-known authors to go ahead and write some stories within that universe. And, and then the, uh, the, the Star Kingdom and Manticore Ascendant will give us, again, some nice little breaks in with the intensity. Well, so you... I, I'm going to strongly recommend publication order. You were about to say, JP. Oh, uh, two things. Now, one is I don't know enough about the series as a new reader to have a, an opinion other than what you recommend because you've spent time in this universe before. The other is you had you had briefly mentioned two of the books, book number four and two of those spinoffs, and some uncertainty about what their status was. Uh, book four in Manticore Ascendant actually came out just this past February. Yep. Okay. So that's out there. Uh, by the time people hear this, that is out there to be purchased. And, uh, you know, it's available. The other one that was, you know, a while back, not too long ago, both these were showing as, as um, pending release. The other one is the fourth book in, let me make sure I'm telling. Wind and Fire? Nope. Uh, sorry, Star Kingdom. The fourth book is called A New, a New Clan. Clan, and it still shows on fan sites and such as forthcoming this year in 2022. That book is set to release to be available. In fact, you can pre-order it now. That is supposed to come out in June of 2022. Aha. So depending upon when we drop episodes of this podcast, both of those might very well be available. I'm looking forward to a lot yeah. to parts of this because I, of the two of the, of the main spinoffs that I, I I've read everything of the other two, there's some new material for me. I haven't read all of those yet. Yeah. So what, what that means for us and for folks that are going to go through this journey with us is those four spinoff series, each with four, uh, component stories, those stories are essentially all available now. Mm -hmm. And and that's that's good news. Yep. And the publisher, Bain, is fantastic. If, if you, you check their website. If you want to dip your toe in and get a feel for it, you check their website, and you're going to find that some of the books, several of the books are actually available as part of Bain's uh, free library. Yes. Yep. And, and I know the hardbound books actually included a CD. I don't know if they still do or not, but they actually included a CD with an even more complete library included, which was fantastic because I, I had, it, then that was around the time where I was starting to make some shifts toward uh, eBooks. So I didn't have to rebuy my whole liner Harrington collection to read them on an e-reader. It was or on my computer. It was great. It, it won't be um, exhaustive, but before we wrap up today, I'll cover where people who want to follow along with us, buy the book for the first time, buy the book again because they lost it, what have you. I'll cover a few options and includes what you can get off of Bain's website. I am actually ready to pass that unless Jim has anything to add or any other question on the, uh, on the overview of the series itself. Nope. I'm yeah. ready to discover. <laughs> okay. As I say, JP, you've already did a good segue. This is why JP is our technical reporter. <laughs> okay. These are 
These are all easy to be had, so that's good news. You can find these books, um, presumably in used bookstores and all of that. And uh, if you're a, a book hunter, you could probably get some super good deals for them. Uh, for most folks, if you want to do what most folks do and shoot out to Amazon, there are a number of formats there for, and I'm going to talk right now about the core set of 14 books. Um, we can uh, go further than that when the time comes, but um, all of these or most of these you can buy in uh, audiobook format for $17 currently and about 50 cents, $17.46 the last time I looked. They're all priced the same unless I, one's slipped by me. So for about 17 bucks, you can get the audiobook. If you're a Kindle fan, uh, they're out there for about $7 a piece. Uh, I think they're really in the $6 and upper change. So I'll just say seven bucks and you can, you can get the Kindle versions of these. There are hardcovers for a bunch of them. In fact, it may be all of them, depending upon who you're buying from. If it's through Amazon, the cheapest one I saw was around $2, which was pretty surprising. Uh, and the most expensive one that I saw was about $34 and some change. These are for, you know, just, just your hardcover version of the, uh, of the book. Now, original uh, first editions are out there and available for, again, most if not all of these. Uh, those range from uh, the $20 range out to $195, depending upon which book you're after. And I haven't done the research yet to figure out, we'll do this as, the, as we move through the books. You know, we can probably speculate together and come up with good reasons why one is $20 and one is $195. Usually it has at least a little something to do with supply and demand, right? So uh, they're out there, but right on the Amazon page, you can you can purchase uh, copies of the original paperback or it will take you to sellers of those. Uh, last, uh, meaning if you want to get a first edition copy of the original on basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I said original. Uh, yes. First editions. Yeah, um, that's, that's what it is. So if, mo if, if most of us are looking, if you're going to buy these for the first time, you're looking for a mass market paperback, you're going to spend between six and $11. Normal uh, price is another one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's, there's nothing scary about jumping into this series. Nothing is out of print. Correct. And uh, and for those that this will come up as we cover each of the of the books, but the mass market paperbacks all were done by Bayon, which is the original publisher before they decided to crank out uh, the mass markets. There's some differences in publication dates, or at least the origins of the story. If you look at fan websites, you look at uh, Bayon's website, book one. Uh, I'll just tell you now, we'll cover it again when we get there. looks like it was originally published in 1993, but it didn't come out in a mass market format or readily available to everyone unless you knew knew about Ban until uh, 2002. But, uh, th but they're out there. Now, uh, Raul, you had mentioned um, free editions on the publisher's mm -hmm. website. Right. I, I just went there recently and... There is on their website a link called Free Library, and if you go to that link 
and then you go to there's another button underneath that that says books in a series and then scroll down this is going to you know this is for the the publication house not just for honor harrington you scroll down you'll find honor harrington series by david weber and when you click on that beauty you will see that you can get the first two books for free i didn't go beyond that but they're there for free in some format and um at That's least those two are there. Thing. I know Ban is a partnership, I'll call it. I could be wrong, but with an entity called Fifth Imperium, where there is also some of the Honorverse content available on CD, or you can download uh, zip files of it. Um, I have not looked to see what's there. Is it the same two books? Now, this, these are complete, the, the, these are fully legal, correct? That yes, uh, in fact, the way I got to this site, this it's called Band CD at the Fifth Imperium, was ultimately on a link that I was following from the Band website. I like, and this is just me. I'm not speaking for the group. When I find something I like, uh, two things happen. One is I usually want a copy, whether it's music or books or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the other is uh, I know that you know authors don't right because it's a charitable activity they're paying the bills so i appreciate that there are some versions of this out there a freebie here and there is awesome but if i really like something i'm going to go buy some copy of it because i know that some of the proceeds go back to the person that spent some some of their time talent and treasure writing writing that story that we're enjoying Um, but right now looking directly on the band website uh, what I see is book one and book two on Basilisk Station and The Honor of the Queen are available right off their website. So that's where I would recommend people go if you want to grab one for free and check it out. And then uh, if you really, really like it and you want to throw the author some coin, you can zip out there to Amazon and buy a mass market copy from somewhere between 6 and 10 Or you bucks. can buy it from Bain. Yeah. I, I, I will yeah, say yeah. this. I, I do know... From hearing enough of the interviews, yeah, it, it, it's a job, but it's for Weber. It's also a labor of love. Yes, and it's also the same, and it's the same for Bain Publishers to put the free library out the way they the way they've done that. That was really innovative. Yeah, you know, twelve, yes. uh, twelve plus twelve, fifteen years ago when they first did that, it really showed a confidence in their authors. Because you know what they were making, what they were making available was stuff that you know these are ongoing series. Get the readers see this is what you're missing. Mm-hmm. Get them yep. reading now, and you'll get rewarded for it. And from everything that I've understood, they certainly have been. And they've got some big, so, you know, publishing houses like like music labels. Quite often have a there's a particular theme or a mood or a genre or a bunch of words like that 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 publisher gravitates towards. And when you scroll through the free library uh, with these guys, there's it, not only is it diverse, um, there's some power hitters in there that have free, some free Huge content power hitters. Yeah. So, um, you know, for folks that are with us on this, do please go to their website. This is David Weber's publisher. And if, if you like David Weber, you're probably going to find some other stuff there that you discover that you like or you're surprised to see that 
an mm-hmm. author that you may have known about is already there. But uh, yeah, Honor, Honor Harrington is there. Manticore, just scanning back through it now. Manticore Ascendant is there. So these some of his work is there for you to look at and decide what you think. And uh, and then if the time comes, you want to go beyond what those free free offerings are, you can get all of this stuff out there um, for purchase. It's not out of print. Yep. Uh, you don't have to go digging around too awful. Yeah, that was one of the problems we had with the Babylon Project podcast yeah. is the books, some of the books could be very, very difficult to obtain and very, very expensive to obtain if you couldn't get your library to find you a copy from inter- interlibrary yeah. loan. In the case of Honor Harrington and, and the Honorverse in general, th- this is one of the largest, or it is the largest military sci-fi franchise. It's one of the largest science fiction franchises in in existence. It's, what, 36, 37 books at this point now? I, and there's no television series that is driving it. There's no movie series or franchise that is driving it. Yeah, um, it, It's strictly on the power of the author and the quality of the writing. It goes back to what, when we introduced ourselves and I said, you, I went and looked at this because I felt silly. I'd never heard of it before and uh, was impressed by how much is out there. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then seeing some interviews with David Weber, as you, know, you referenced some of those, Raul, I, to hear the guy talk, he's got passion. He's done his homework. Uh, he's actually got some credibility within uh, circles of the military because of how well he's done oh. writing writing military heavy science fiction it's it's just but still doing a character driven cool stuff yes you don't lose the character yeah uh what you were just saying there about the he hit one of i've seen most of his interviews online i've read a lot of his interviews his presentation to the naval academy or the naval officers is amazing yeah it's definitely worth it. i saw that one as well and you and that's actually what drove me to talk about. That's uh, an easy place to go look at the respect that the military community has for him, because you're when you hear the questions and the reactions of the audience as he's talking about things, they're not asking questions to grill this guy and figure out what he's about. Um, they're mm-hmm. they're excited, passionate questions. They want to draw more out of out of David Weber as he stands there in front of them. These are people that clearly loved what they read. And they want to know more or they want to know details or backstory. And, you know, we'll cover uh, as we go through the books, we'll cover more of that, especially if there's something special related to, to a book as we as we uh, work our way through it. But, yeah. Um, and then uh, the, the last place I was going to mention and you you touched on it, Raul, when we were talking about the problems we had with uh, some of the books that belong in the Babylon 5 universe is don't forget your libraries. They're out there. Physical books and many, many libraries now, probably most of them, public libraries use uh, connect through and use apps like Libby where you can check out eBooks. And in some cases, I know with our libraries here where I live, uh, they have eBooks that aren't necessarily physical uh, books on the shelf also. So, uh, Dig around, find these things wherever you want. The good news is for folks that want to read along with us and then participate along with us in the discussions and comment back and all of that, 
if you want to find these books, it's it's not hard. You'll uh, you'll find them out there in your favorite places. Yep. And at, for for for, the, for those who I, I let's assume at least half, if not more, are going to be already Honor Harrington fans. This is a great opportunity for a reread, especially if you haven't done a beginning to end reread of the main sequence, or if you've skipped some of the side, some of the, the anthologies, some of the side stories. This is a great opportunity to get caught up and just give yourself the pleasure of the reread, especially if you were one of those people who got a little annoyed with some of the approaches uh, Weber took in some of the later novels. I guarantee you when you do that reread, you'll, you'll see some logic to it. Okay. All right. Uh, I think that's a fair overview of anything to say. Um, Jim, do you have any closing words for us? I do, as a matter of fact. Uh, I am personally honored, no pun intended, uh, to be a part of Tiger Prince Entertainment Network, TPE Network, headed by the podcasting machine himself, Mr. Hank Davis. Um, yeah. It's a round of applause in post-production there. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, I mean, and his many, many podcasts that are out with various, various hosts along with him. Uh, I would absolutely recommend you go over there and look at what's going on. Uh, one of his most recent ones is the Mouse House Plus podcast, where he talks a great deal about what is going on on uh, Disney+. Plus. Focus is on uh, the Star Wars uh, franchise, I think, right? Well, we've got Moon Knight, uh, Book of Boba Fett over there, um, the Mandalorian fan podcast, lots of really great content. I mean, we could be here half the night talking just about what Hank has done. Hank's been a longtime friend. He knows podcasting. He knows podcasting inside and out and i'll tell you what if he knows anything he will share it with you so and uh, if you don't believe that uh go on youtube and look up free podcast tools because he he's got if you've ever wanted to do some of your own podcasting and you don't want to spend an arm and a leg but still get professional quality he's really got a great uh youtube channel that will help you a lot so to you hank davis i want to say thank you for allowing us on board your network yes i hope we're worthy (laughs) (laughs) oh jp any closing words no uh well yes say no and then i comment yes i um i i'm glad we're doing this Uh, i like the discipline personally of working through books on a schedule and uh, this is new content for me, like I mentioned, so I, I'm excited about that. And uh, I, I really do hope that people will not just listen to us talk about the books, because we're not going to just recap the story and get out of the way. Uh, I really hope that folks read along with us or reread along with us, and that we get the privilege of hearing from other fans like us in this dialogue. That That would be great and i I, i'm sure that's going to happen yeah i'm excited and all you have to do is listen to the wonderful lady at the end i have to say that i'm married to her for (laughs) since 1980 oh wow 30 years 
over 30 years. But uh, listen to the wonderful lady at the end, and she'll tell you how to get hold of us. Yes. All right. I think we've about got that talked out. Gee, gentlemen, I have to wonder how we go. How are we going to end this thing? Because we certainly don't need to bring the boom today <laughs> comment back <laughs> from our old podcast back into this. No, well, we need to learn besides more about which. We, besides, we, I think JP and I need to learn more about the universe before we can come up with that. I'm sure something's going to yep. present itself to us as we go along. Oh, yeah. Well, not only that, I guarantee you. I mean that. that, that if it's hornblower in space, there's going to be plenty of boom every few chapters. <laughs> Excellent. All uh, right. Well, why don't we just sign off yeah. and say until listen, next time? Until next time, keep yep. Listen to us and uh, say good night, JP. Good night, JP. Good night, everyone. So long. Thank you for listening to Honorverse today. We welcome your feedback. Email us at honorverse at tpenetwork.com. We are a proud part of TPE Network. Visit us on the web at honorverse.net, on social media, or tpenetwork.com. You can subscribe to Honorverse today by visiting tpenetwork.com slash subscribe. Visit TPE Network for the very best in podcasting. Opinions expressed in the show are solely those of the hosts. They do not reflect the opinions or views of Bain Books, the authors, or TPE Network. Visit Bain.com for the best in science fiction. Many of their books are available from the Bain Free Library found at their site. Theme music is Honor and Sword by Zakar Valaha. Check his website found in the show notes for all your podcasting music needs. <laughs>